Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. I am your host, publisher, Ed Dean. Of course, Florida Daily TV, our main sponsor. We're grateful to have them. Farah and Farah.com, serving the community throughout the state and all offices throughout the state. Farah and Farah.com, serving since 1979, personal injury attorneys. Again, Farah and Farah.com. Let's get to it. Oh, man. I, I thought David Williams, let's introduce our guest. Kevin Derby, of course, the man behind everything at FloridaDaily.com as their editor. And uh, it's amazing. He and I are both conservatives, and now we're considered liberals because we kind of question some of these lawsuits, (laughs) just the validity. But anyway, I didn't realize I was a lib. But anyway, and David Williams, who's been on with us many times, you've seen him on the Fox Business Network. He is, of course, the president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, the website protectingtaxpayers.org. David Williams, I want to get to an interesting issue. Um, Hill.com, Hill Harris X poll, 3,400 people taking a survey. This number was very low to me, David. 66% disapprove of how Congress is doing. 34% think they're doing a pretty good job. I want to interview those 34%. When you break it down, uh, 62% of Democrats didn't like Congress, 60, maybe 65, 67% of Republicans. The biggest group that didn't like them was independents. David, if you broke this down, the reason why that most people don't like Congress, I don't know if it's, you may differ with me, I don't know if it's because they voted for a bill, they didn't vote for a bill. I think it's when you look at all the pensions, all of the pay for play, all the contracts that they can give out for campaign funds. I think if you break it down, to me, as a, if I was playing a therapist, I would think this is the biggest reason why that people disapprove of Congress, or am I a little bit off on that? Well, first of all, Ed, let's talk about that 66%. That's amazing that they have such high approval. <laughs> right. You mean, the, you mean no, no low disapproval. Right. Low, low disapproval. That, that That's right. Because at any other time, we're talking about 80% right. disapproval. So these are fantastic numbers for Congress. For everyone else, I mean, if I had this amount of disapproval, I'd probably hide under my bed. But they're going to be celebrating this. Congress is going to be celebrating this. And listen, I think the reason why these numbers are changing is that people want their stimulus checks. They want the bailout. And this is what Congress is dangling over their heads right now. So I think, you know, we're seeing a shift in that. And listen, it could just be that, you know, during COVID, people are drinking more. And it's ah. a result of, <laughs> of, of that. Who knows? But um, it's, it's an interesting shift, isn't it? You know, considering we have, what, a $4 trillion deficit and the debt's at more than $27 trillion. So uh, a lot going on here, to say the least. Yeah, Kevin, he's got a good point. I mean, I like the Hill.com. Sometimes you may say higher disapproval numbers, but 34% to like Congress. Uh, some may call it fake poll out there. But I mean, I, I let me just play the devil's advocate here. They did get some stimulus to pass. Or many things, it takes months for them to get anything passed. So maybe that's maybe one of the reasons why, based on the uh, the first uh, Heroes Act, I guess, or the first stimulus bill back in May, a lot of people benefited from that. Maybe they're giving them a little bit of thumbs up, maybe. Yeah, I think that's possible. The PPP, of course, was also pretty popular, which was passed at the end of March. Uh, You know, look, we're also at the end of the year, the end of session. Right now, uh, everyone's getting goodies, whether it's the NDAA, whether it's the final package. 
the, the congressmen, the congresswomen are bringing home the bacon this time of year. I suspect that's probably one of the reasons why their numbers are so high. One thing I think we also have to consider, look, we've seen this problem in America for decades now. Congress is doing a terrible job. We all hate Congress, but my Congress exactly. is a precious little snowflake. He's wonderful. <laughs> right. That's the problem we continue to see. And it's, you know, in Florida, we're, we're, we had, what, 27 members of the delegation, a handful of retiring. We're, we knocked off three out of the 27, you know, and, and that's pretty good. Uh, you know, right now, though, most people, you know, most voters hate Congress, but they absolutely think their congressman's that unique snowflake doing a wonderful, amazing You know, job. David, I'm a big fan of TheHill.com. There was a story, it's actually sent to me by, uh, you know, the thousands of readers that we have daily. And those that watch on Florida Daily TV, Kevin and I, you know, we get emails sent to us. And of course, a lot of the left on Facebook and also at FloridaDaily.com will send us emails going, here's an article from, uh, I don't consider The Hill a liberal publication. Look at TheHill.com. There was a story that came out conservatives might control the, the 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 mantra of fiscal conservatism in other words they haven't been showing this over the last few years but now they may go back to it if joe biden becomes presidency this will be a very interesting topic and i will tell you this right now i'm all, i know david you guys at the taxpayers protection alliance you cover waste in government and you cover the economy this will be quite of another transformation again if republicans decide to go down this road well, this was fascinating when I saw this, and, and I saw the same article, and, and I was floored by this. And let's look at what's, what's happening here, is that it's easier to be in opposition. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen now. You're going to have Republicans in opposition to President Biden. I know a lot of people aren't accepting the fact that it's President Biden, but you know that's Pre- where we're President-elect. Get it right, right? Pre- President-elect Biden. And so it's going to be easier to go against him. And you had, you know, President Trump come in and listen, he did some wonderful things. Right. None of it was with spending. I mean, he didn't veto any spending bill. But, but David, not to interrupt you, we're talking, we're talking pre-COVID just for the audience to let, right. we're not, I mean, some may advocate right. the spending, but we're talking pre-COVID. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. We had fiscal cliffs. We had all these budget deals that right. were happening at the last minute and spending went up and Republicans were afraid to be critical because their guy was in power. Their guy isn't in power anymore, so you're going to see conservatives have uh, a bigger voice, and well, they're going to feel a lot more free to have a bigger voice in this, and that's exactly what's happening. And listen, does this translate into really anything substantial? Probably not, because the House is still controlled by Nancy Pelosi. But listen, hey, I'll take it. I mean, if, if they really want to get back to the conservative roots, you know, even sinners are allowed back in the church. Kevin, I had, uh, we get, Kevin is the editor. Um, we get a lot of emails. I actually had a caller on my, on my morning show said that, Ed, I don't know why you Republicans are complaining. Joe Biden, if a Democrat, a, a Democrat called this up and said, the, he's the best you guys could hope for. You don't have Bernie Sanders. Kamala, depending if they joke around who may be running the show, Joe is not as, this is what the caller said, as a Democrat, he goes, he's not my cup of tea, Ed, but he's more moderate. You guys should be thankful he's not that big of a lib. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Joe Biden is not Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. Uh, the problem is the Republicans in, on Capitol Hill who kicked and screamed when we had a debt ceiling with $20 trillion. Well, Barack Obama can't go over that. Well, Donald Trump asked for it. The Republicans all lined up and said, sir, yes, sir. The national debt kept on rising. Look, here's the dirty little secret. Republicans are fiscal conservatives when there's a Democrat in the White House. There hasn't been a fiscally conservative president in the White House since Calvin Coolidge, and he was out of there in March 1920. 
29, folks. You know, it, it doesn't matter if it's Reagan, if it's a Bush, if it's the second Bush. You're loving Trump, this, David. National debt continues to rise. Spending continues to grow. Uh, you know, that's where we are. And, you know, I, I'm sure the Republicans will now try to pretend they're fiscal conservatives again. You know, complaining, complaining, complaining. The second there's another Bush or another Trump, they'll line up again and they'll start spending like drunken sailors. David, let me. David oh, shaking heaven, his head. Go ahead. Heaven, you hit the nail right on the head. I think we're kindred spirits. I mean, this is uh, this is exactly what's happening is that none of the Bushes were fiscal conservatives. No. You know, obviously, President Trump is not a fiscal conservative when it comes to spending. But, Ed, here's the issue is that we have to look inside the agencies. Now, there's going to be gridlock. You know, the Senate hopefully stays in control of the Republicans. Not a lot legislatively is going to happen. Mitch McConnell will never give up his tax cuts. That's never going right. to happen. So we're not going to see that happen in the Senate. But Look at the agencies, look at Department of Energy, look at the EPA, and a lot of these agencies that can spend money without us knowing, and a lot of rules and regulations that really will strangle the economy and open the door for more yeah. green energy programs. Let, let's say um, the Republican. I don't think they are based on conventional wisdom, even going back to the days of where Clinton won in 92 and Paul Coverdale won the special election. That's way before my time. But having said, Kevin will tell you that because he's not old enough. He just knows history. Um Let's say that it's it would if they still win it would be fifty two forty eight. Let's say it's fifty one. Let's say it's fifty fifty. Okay, I got to tell you something. You got Joe Manchin, who may not be the most conservative Democrat, but we're still technically we may be getting out of the recession in December. There's talks of uh, economists talking about maybe a, a, possibly a double dip. But let's be honest, Barack Obama. As much as I was not a fan of his, there was one thing that he did that I must agree, David. He did extend the Bush tax cuts in two thousand and ten, and I don't see at least some of the Democrats that may, may be up along with some of the Republicans, compromising on getting rid of the Trump tax cuts, even in a very, very minor increases that may take place in GDP spending. I don't think they're going to do that at least the first year, first two years. Go ahead, David, real quick. Okay, so real quick is that if it's 50-50, the Democrats control the committee structure. That is so important. Okay. Because then you'll have the chairman or chairwomen who, so we need to keep that in mind. And as far as the tax cuts, um, that's where the problem is, because um, then it could get to a floor vote. And listen, you know, Joe Manchin, who knows what the heck he's going to do on any given day. And he may vote with the Republicans. He may be a conservative, but we can't give up that um, that majority, even if by one vote. Like, the, the, you know, 51-49 is critical. Right. So we keep our agenda at the top of the list. Kevin, um, appointees. I want to talk about this. This is a. I find this a little fascinating for those for those of you in the audience that are paying attention. Let me set this story up. Joe Biden ran to, in some cases, a little bit to the left. Bernie Sanders. Hey, Sanders was out there. Hey, we're going. Joe Biden's going to be the most progressive president. And then numbers come back around defunding the police. Ooh, Biden started getting away from that a little bit. Biden still won. Trying to, hey, I beat the socialists. Remember, Kevin, he was really bragging about that. I get sure, why he did sure. it. And now you got some of those in the liberal left that don't like some of the appointees by Joe Biden. You know what, Kevin? This is what I'm thinking. This is a this is a show going on. They may itch and complain, but once Biden gets in, it, the question I guess I have to ask you if I may stop myself short, do you think there's going to be a lot of criticism from the left against Biden out there on, on, on maybe some of his policies? 
uh, a, a little bit. I, I think there will be some. There's already some grumbling, uh, you know, about his appointment to the Pentagon, a, a great American, a great general. But look, we have, uh, with all due re- respect to Trump's appointment of Mad Dog to the Pentagon, we have a, res- a tradition of civilian control of the military here. That's a big one. Uh, I think there will be some complaints about it. But look, you know, both the left and the right read Joe Biden wrong. They made him into somebody he wasn't. The left thought he was this 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 horrible moderate, as in Bill Clinton from '92. The right kept saying, "Well, he's a socialist. He's a right. socialist. He's a communist." Oh my gosh, you know now. Well, Kamala Harris is calling the shots. Come on, let's, let's get let's get on brass tacks here. Joe Biden is part of the good old boy network of Democrats that have been in control in Washington since 72. Uh, the appointments we're seeing, a lot of the old Obama gang, you know, Tom Vilsack is back. Yeah. John Kerry is back. Susan you know, Rice. Susan Rice just got to domestic council. These are the longtime Washington insiders, uh, the Watergate babies who never quite got one of theirs in, in charge. You know, uh, we saw that a little bit on, on, in, in Obama's second term when Kerry was calling the State Department, when Gary Hark, of all people, <laughs> was brought back to run the Irish peace process. You know, there were a lot of strange choices. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Bob Graham or Bob right. Kerry or some of those me, guys show up again. Let me take a quick break. I want to come back on the other side. I want to follow through on some of this and and some of the other areas that we're going to bring up. This is, again, another edition of Florida Daily TV from FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah, personal injury attorneys throughout the state. Go check out the website, FarahandFarah.com. More on the other side in just a couple of moments. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back. Florida Daily TV on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah, your personal injury attorneys since 1979, FarahandFarah.com. David Williams, Kevin Derby. David, uh, you know, this whole thing, let's say that uh, hypothetically the Republicans 51-49, let's say it's 50-50. Kevin talked about a floor vote. Joe Biden has said that even if they look at trying to pack the courts, he's going to have a, a commission. Well, these commissions can go on for some time. It, it, it could be a year. And I, gotta, I just on this issue alone, I don't think it's going to sell because guess what? And guess what happens in a year and a half? primaries. Georgia has their primaries in June. We've got elections coming around. We may know things changing around within the next year of certain special elections, like in New Jersey and or Virginia, whatever. But I don't see that really happening. I don't think the Trump tax cuts. David, if you had to put your finger on the pulse, I think it's more legitimate to sit back and say, hey, there may be an infrastructure bill. I think there's going to be another stimulus bill. Uh, whether or not the Republicans and the Democrats can agree, I think they may do something on the other side if uh, Biden does get sworn in. Give me something that's also realistic that you may see go down the road that may tick off both sides, or is it going to anger more the Republicans and or the Democrats, let's say a Green New Deal? Well, let's go back to what Kevin said before the break. And you know, you have a, a situation where, you know, they, uh, the old boy network, right? And this is what Biden's bringing in. And when you mention a commission about packing the courts, that's what someone in Washington, D.C. does. Someone that's been here a long time, their first idea is a commission, is to set yeah. up a bunch of people and talk about it for years. So 
I mean, this is very typical of sort of inside the beltway thinking and someone who's been in politics for 47 years. And as far as what they can agree on, and, and listen, and I think you hit the nail on the head with infrastructure because it spends money. It, an infrastructure project you can show to your constituents. Republicans and Democrats like things that they can show to their constituents. Building a highway, um, you know, a museum, you know, beautification projects. Infrastructure is very popular. You know, that's why, you know, they really want to get a stimulus bill done. They want to get relief checks because it's something they can point to. Other than that, there's going to be a lot of gridlock. And unfortunately, one of the points may be big tech going after big tech. With Bingo. Yeah. That's, that, I'm always fascinated by big tech. We may have to save that for, for a different show on that one. Kevin, I, I, I want to have a little fun here. You know, I remember the old McLaughlin group. You know, you got to kind of your, your, your hits and misses, your prediction. Kevin, I, I've got to ask you this. Um, yeah. it just, and you can touch them on it for a quick second. Hunter Biden. Um, first off, let me jump back. Republicans are asking Bill Barr, the attorney general, to call for a special counsel to investigate the November elections. I don't have a problem with that. There's a problem. It's called a deadline. Do you think they're going to be able to get something done by January the 20th? No. Okay. Hunter Biden. I'm fascinated by this issue. Um, it was funny that the David and I were talking about this on my morning show. It was the Biden transition team that had to put out a press release about Hunter Biden. Kevin, just gloss over this. I know we cover a boatload of stuff here. It's fun for a couple of days. To me, it's not a big, the biggest issue hey, as hey, of right Kevin, be- Kevin, before you say something, let me just say this. Okay. Is that someone does not get investigated for taxes when they're paying too much. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, uh, the IRS and the Attorney General does not go after you if you're paying way too much in taxes. Right. But I just wanted I just want the scrutiny with him as they did to Trump. But Kevin, just kind of give me a little thing. Where does this? This is quite interesting. The story. Where does this go? Nowhere. I think Biden pay, Hunter Biden will pay up a lot of money. Uh, it'll go away. And, and look, you know, it, it's, it's one of those talking points that gets Republicans up in arms. Right. It, it's not exactly a major issue. And frankly, the Republicans should have learned that lesson in the in the, in the recent presidential. But, yeah. By, by the way, uh, David brings up a great point. Kevin, not to get too deep in the weeds because it's but you've got even our our girl, Attorney General uh, 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 Ashley Moody is on board with the antitrust lawsuits on mm-hmm. uh, some of the big techs. Right. This is a this gets to be a little confusing of where they're going with this. Yeah, I, I, I'm very curious to see where the uh, Ashley Moody, along with more than 40 other state attorneys general, signed a uh, are looking basically to break up Facebook, accusing of monopoly practices. That's going to be interesting. I think tech. I, I think David's absolutely correct. Tech and infrastructure are two areas where they're going to go. Look, infrastructure should be a low hanging fruit. Uh, Trump promised a trillion dollars of infrastructure over the next 10 years. He had Elaine Chow, Mrs. Mitch McConnell, running the transportation department, couldn't get it done. Uh, I, I think there there is a hunger for that. And keep an eye on and one guy from the Florida delegation, Mario diaz Ballard. He's the top Republican on the Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development uh, Subcommittee, Appropriations Subcommittee. Republicans made major gains in South Florida this recent election. They knocked off two Democrats in Congress. If you're looking to continue that trend, diaz Ballard might be bringing a lot of money to South Florida. David, Trump, do 2024? I... I think, I think it's, it's way too happen. soon. Yeah. You, th- uh, what, no, you think it is or not going to happen? Oh, it is. He's a showman. And whether it happens in four years, he's going to announce in January because he doesn't want Biden to have his day. It has to be about him. Yeah, I know. He needs the spotlight. So I see this happening. And just, you know, one last thought on big tech and what these states are doing. So states are struggling because of COVID, the revenue, and they're trying to find ways to hopefully cut spending. Yet they're going to spend millions of dollars on attorneys to go after big tech. And what's the claim here? is 
why, why are we breaking up Facebook? Why are we breaking up Twitter? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't I don't know what we're doing, but taxpayers are going to be on the hook for millions of dollars across the country for a fool's errand. That's an interesting take. By the way, uh, Kevin, let me throw a little conspiracy. I got a couple minutes left on this one. Um, I'm not an Area 51, but I love a good conspiracy. That uh, there are spec. We see all sorts of things. Trump's going to step down and. Uh, uh, the VP Pence is going to pardon him. Uh, there's rumors that the New York South District, you know, the, the state attorney, they're going to go after Trump. Sure. Uh, follow my conspiracy. Just entertain me for a second. I got two measures here. If you feel that Trump is a valid threat 2024, again, it's way, it's light years away. If you feel that he's a valid threat, then if I'm part of the liberal left, I want to investigate Put Trump, try to break him up, try to try to you know you know go after Trump towers, try to break his back pocket, throw some, just to put doubt that he can get reelected. That's what I would do. On the other hand, Trump running keeps Ron DeSantis and governor keeps Marco Rubio and Rick Scott where they are in the state of Florida, which is what I like. I like these guys, Kevin. Yeah, I, I, look, Donald Trump even keeping the possibility of running in 2024 will freeze most of the field. You'll always be guys, no hopers like Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, who? pushing I back know, against him. But, you know, that's the thing. It freezes the money. It freezes the resources. And, you know, if Trump's looking to hand off to somebody, whether it's a governor, whether it's an ally, whether it's one of his kids, that's the way to do it. they got to keep an eye on this. It's going to be Mike Pence. Um, what does Pence do? Does Pence show up at the inaugural for Joe Biden? That's going to be an interesting question because Pence, uh, if, if Trump doesn't run, in theory, Pence is actually in a pretty good position. Not the most charming and not the most charismatic of, of political figures, I grant you that. But he is in a pretty good position to kind of be everybody to well, everything. Yeah. Hey, listen, he's a stabilizing guy. Mike yes. very stabilizing. Look what happened the whole Hamilton thing. He went to Hamilton. He was booed. He looked to his, his family and said, that's the sound of, the, of freedom or the First Amendment. I mean, it was very just very respectful. And that's who Mike Pence is. I, I mean, he'll be at. The but, but hold on, David. I think I, and I get it. People vote on personality when they should be voting on policy. Right. People whether you like him or not, man. Personality of Trump was so entertaining. and It's been that way. But oh, let no, me tell you something. No, Pence has no personality. Right. He, if he, if he, I had he, if I had to go with somebody right now outside of Trump, South Dakota Governor Kristen Noem. Yes. Yes. She will have a hard time raising the money. I think she will be a contender in Iowa. Uh, I think New Hampshire and the legacy of, uh, you know, the, the old Lee Atwater legacy of South Carolina will knock her out. I, Are I they still around? Uh, we'll see. So yeah. <laughs> Kevin, how is it? You're all in your 30s like us. I'm kidding. And we know all this. 40s, I, I can't. Uh, mid 40s, my friend. Come on. David, <laughs> David Williams. Good to see you, my friend. Kevin Derby, okay. editor for FloridaDaily.com. This pleasure. has been another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah and Farah. Go to farahandfarah.com. You can see other big logo also at floridadaily.com where you should get all your news we do our own original content every day one of the biggest news publications around floridadaily.com but florida daily tv brought to you by farah and farah serving your family and the community since 1979 throughout the state in your local area again that's farahandfarah.com we shall see you next time on another edition of florida daily tv right here on floridadaily.com This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farah and Farah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.